because again, Mika, baby. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 108. The winds are not going to keep us away, Larry. The winds will not huff and puff and blow our homes down, although it is windy here as well. Is it? How windy is it there? It's just picking up. It was like 35 or 40 this morning when I woke up, and now it's down yeah. to 29. So the uh, ooh, the chill is coming in. Yeah, I don't like that. It always mm-hmm. helps, though, with the crime stats. Uh, 20 shot, one kill this past weekend in Chicago. Mm, okay, so that's, uh, you know, rel- relatively safe, uh, safe span of time huh yeah only one person killed <laughs> this one. weekend yay yeah. yeah okay just one i mean if you're that one it really ruins your day yes yes that would suck to be the one <laughs> yeah you do not want to be the one no it is a crime-filled time of year i mean i can't even imagine how many people make themselves victims by going out and doing shopping and i don't know do people still flash cash i guess everything you're now doing is on credit cards which is how everybody's going so fully into debt that it's not even crazy so true yes but if you're walking out with the good stuff then people are just going to rob you for the stuff you just bought so it's very convenient it is then you can go back in and buy more yeah and there are grifters everywhere though it's just it's just constant and nonstop. You know, so yeah. well, this is true. You better make sure that the Santa Claus looking for money outside any uh, venue is actually from a legitimate charity, not just some guy with a suit. True. Yeah. More people need to arm themselves and uh, take the law into their own hands. As far as I'm concerned, fuck the system. I think that's good advice. It really is. Did you see that clip of the guy? I'm trying to think where it was. Mm, I can't recall, but it was a pretty old guy. Um, and he had a pretty good sized jewelry store and, um, he was very hip. He, he, he saw some chick came in barely dressed and was casing the place and, you know, trying to uh, basically, uh, FaceTiming the layout back to her Confederates in the parking lot. Nice. Well, technology, technology. And I guess her, uh, her, uh, minimal clothing was sort of to be a distraction or something, but I guess it wasn't because this guy got hip to her game and, um, she goes out the door and then holds the door open away from the security guy so that her four punk friends can bum rush inside and take the joint down. But at that point, jewelry store owner now has his fucking 38 out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on. <laughs> and it's on. And these hooded assholes did a real fast about face and ran out to the parking lot. And there's the um, there's the uh, uh, security tapes 
they got into a black and white match matching set of brand new infinity q50 automobiles those yes. are pretty nice rigs pretty nice rigs for a guy yeah and one of them was stolen i don't know what the other ones but the cops picked them up quickly and you know they'll probably say it's okay we know we know you're just kidding boys you know, right they'll go back and get the, the store owner and tell them what were you doing with that handgun <laughs> yeah how <laughs> dare you it was just a <laughs> dare joke you defend yourself yeah yeah well they're hungry you know and everybody when they get hungry they go to buy some get some gold and diamonds right yeah, and jewelry stores are usually not the easiest to knock over because a lot of them have well i think almost all of them have the you have to be buzzed in but a lot of them there are two yes. doors so they mm-hmm. try to avoid the somebody can hold the door open for the next person right. coming in and still be able to get in yes well there was one uh, uh a watch repair joint not that it was any high-end jewelry just a place to go and get you know, the batteries changed on your seiko that i would go to in la and they actually had like a you know submarine airlock system where you'd go <laughs> to the front door you had to be buzzed in there and then you were in a cage so they could look at you look you over once again before buzzing you through that door you know and there were trust me there were there were no cartiers or rolexes in that place so hey i think there are places like that in chicago now if you're just looking to buy some barbecued ribs probably yeah like yeah. get tired of getting held up all the time God, you just made me want ribs. I haven't had any ribs since I left L.A. I need to get ribs, Darren. Yeah, it's been a while. In Chicago, there's some yeah. good rib places. I mean, I've heard of all the, you know, St. Louis and Kansas City and uh, the Southern yeah. Barbecue, but they do pretty good in Chicago. I think, yeah, I'm betting you can get pretty good barbecue just about anywhere these days. Just depending where you're sourcing your hogs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like there is a difference. And it's like, I we're doing that's that sounds like pimp talk right where you sourcing your hogs (laughs) well let me tell you got a good source coming up from the uh, southern border and that's all uh yeah on the up and up but it's one of these things where i've never really paid much attention to ham but my mom's making ham for christmas because it's like well everybody's tired of turkey sure it'll be some ham and some good polish sausage there's a little grocery store here that does great sausages custom sausages and the ham though it's like well what's the difference between the stuff oh no now you're gone darren i know oh. are we oh well, no no is this now we i think larry's connection's getting them you you're is my connection because you i just i just lost about the last 10 seconds if i heard you there was a nice store nearby where you got polish sausage and then you were gone yeah and it was speeding you up a little bit i think it's getting oh, back really? <laughs> it's all right which just sure. means there's a problem in the connection somewhere for a brief moment in time yeah i guess we'll see uh We'll, we'll knock on the fake wood and hope that that uh, that's it you know that holds up but looking at it brings good luck yes wondering with the ham it's like what's the difference between the stuff that they're selling for a dollar a pound and the stuff they sell for like eight dollars a pound i guess it's this kind of same thing is i mean i get when it comes to beef because they're like well then you have your your graded and your yu and your what's yu is that i mean i hear adam talking about that along with ozempic something like what wagyu is that is like the beef the same as the drug probably (laughs) tune me up on that i I don't know what's going on i'm so confused really i see wagyu beef (laughs) what is it laced with the drug or i I don't know and i'm not even sure if there is any uh anything that they do to verify or if this is all self-labeling but it's a you know a japanese breed of cattle so i mean allegedly 
then if it's labeled as the YU, and but it's not. I don't think it has anything to do with like the Ygovi. Isn't that one of the drugs now? Oh, too? that's it. That's it. Okay, Ygovi. I'm just I'm just conflating the two. They sound very much alike. So there's maybe they should. And but you don't want a skinny okay. cow. You want a you nice big, deliciously marbled beef. No. No. Yeah. You want yeah. you want completely lean. I want that. I remember reading reading somewhere. That if you get uh, Kobe beef, which is supposedly, you know, the best, whatever, those cows are actually that they are massaged daily by beer. Got a couple of guys come out there and sprinkling them with the Sahi or Sapporo and they massage it into their skin and that, to make the beef taste better when they slaughter it. Do you think that's true or is that bullshit? Sounds dubious, but I mean, hey, if it's good, <laughs> it's like, well, this is the difference between charging somebody eleven ninety nine a pound or $40 a pound. Yeah. So we'll allegedly do this and that. Well, I got to say, you know, given a choice, I'll always say, give me the boar's head. It's definitely better than, you know, whatever the store stuff usually is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of them at the meat market. That's what they had. It's like, well, you kind of roll the dice. I don't know the difference. I know avoid Smithfield because that's the Chinese one that was. Oh, remember all <laughs> that's the one with the COVID baked in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, yeah, I do not want Smithfield. No. <laughs> or you don't want anything. Uh, holy shit. This this whole uh, Salmonella thing. First, it was ca- it was uh, a cantaloupe. And then uh, I saw a thing like every goddamn product made by Quaker Oats will now give you salmonella. It's very, what the hell's going on? I'm not sure, but NetNet pointing out that Kobe beef is just a form of the YU from a certain region in Japan. So NetNet knows uh, beef. Thank you. And he knows Japan. Thank you, NetNet. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he's in Detroit, so it's, it's close to Japan. It is close. Yes. Just one island away, I think. Yes. But Hokkaido, we, that's on Lake Superior, right? No, I'm confused. Exactly. <laughs> Got the new dishwasher today. I mean, it was actually oh, yeah. in the time window, so that was that's that was impressive, nice. man. Yeah. You so know, is it quiet? Is it is it efficient? Or you haven't tried it yet? Probably. It ran through just a, a um, I'm assuming it was just like a rinse cycle or something, but it was quite quiet going through that. Mm. You know, he's like, here, do this, and then after that, you can run it. You know, put your dishes in, do whatever you want. There you go. Just one dude showed up in time, seemed to be good at his job. So that was a plus when he two wheels, the dishwasher up to the big step and then just picks it up and carries it in by himself. It's like, that's impressive. Ooh, hefty dude, huh? It is impressive. Yeah. Like that's, uh, you know, when, when it's cold and when it starts getting snowy and icy, that gets to be a little more. Yes. A little more challenging, but. Yes. Well, I ordered uh, not a major appliance, but something of that nature myself, because the, as you found, I mean, 60 mile an hour winds and, you know, soon the ice would still be coming and there's a lot of outages in here. So I ordered myself a, a generator, a Honda generator Ooh. a couple of weeks ago, and it arrived over the weekend. You are officially a non-Californian now. Exactly. Although those things would have been great in the earthquake. And let me tell you, True. because when, when the quake happened, I had... I had no power for three days and no water for six days. So that was uh, kind of funky. But um, yeah, they're handy. And so I got, uh, you know, everybody says Honda is the one to get. It's the best. And the thing's delivered and look pretty good. But you know, you know how when you see things, especially I think stuff that's, that comes from Japanese companies, they are meticulous packers, right? You know, you open something up, whatever it is, whether it's Nikon or something, and it looks like it's it's been everything's hermetically sealed, right? 
and I pull this generator out of there and I thought, gee, this, this is a plastic bag that's in, it's a little bit sloppy, you know, but it looks clean, looks good, whatever. And plastered all over the box and literally bigger letters than the logo Honda. It says no oil. There is no oil in this unit. So I guess a lot of idiots would, you know, take the thing, you know, pull it, the lanyard, get it going and burn the fucking engine up in 30 seconds without any oil in it. Right. So that's all it says. Do we do not ship these with oil? Um, got to put in a, you know, 14 ounces of uh, 10W30 before you, before you crank this baby. So I, I take the plug out and God damn it. It's full of oil. <laughs> well, that means it's a return, right? Exactly. And then I take the gas cap off and it smells like uh, 87 octane, you know, but I got to say, I was very impressed. I called home Depot and, uh, I spoke with Blanche. She was somewhere down in Georgia and she kept, called me honey and said she liked my voice. And, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> really, it was the, it was the, the smoothest, easiest uh, return of my life. She just goes, oh, okay, give me this, that, blah, blah, blah. She didn't even ask for the serial number. I guess it was all, you know, right back to my cell phone. She knew who I was when she picked up. And uh, she said, you know, just leave it outside in the box tomorrow. And uh, we'll have another one on your doorstep by, uh, by Christmas. So hope this one's clean because, <laughs> you know, ain't no odometers on those things and they don't show right. any exterior wear. I mean, that fucking thing might have been running for years. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Really. Leave it outside. The generator elves will take care of you. Exactly. They'll yeah. remove the old one. I mean, this was the uh, with the dishwasher. I thought it was hilarious because the wife had already emailed the company that does i mean she works for the city and all so she emailed that we were going to have a dishwasher outside for the garbage because tomorrow morning's garbage day yes and by the time she came home for lunch the guy put the thing out there probably about ten forty-five. it was already gone by noon wow you live in a cool <laughs> place man holy well i'm guessing wow. this was because it's, since it's the night before garbage there's a few different crews of people that do recycling and stuff that go around and looking at what people put out. So I'm guessing this wasn't the garbage folk. This was somebody that was just driving around like, Oh, dishwasher, dishwasher. Boom. There's some metal or whatever they can recycle or get money out of. It's like, congratulations. Oh, something there. Yeah. Very good. Now, did you look in the empty space before uh, Hercules shoved the fresh one in there? Yeah. You know, he said, you want to clean it out? And so I did. And yeah. Did you see anything interesting in there? No, I, mean, <laughs> I was just that the, uh, you know, the back wall was like, oh, was that what the, it must've been not drywall. I don't even know what it was. It just looked like it was beat to hell. Although I understand that yeah. it's, uh, sure behind there. And, uh, when you're doing construction on things that people aren't going to see and luckily, I mean, the old one was in there, so I figured it would work, but since they had laid the wood flooring underneath there you know so it looks better but it's like the wood flooring is thick enough that it barely fit into that space oh okay yeah. so it's like you definitely can't buy anything even slightly larger than that no no precise measurements gotcha but it had to be what? lowe's when because we got this from lowe's and it's funny because that that had to be when uh we got a call. It was also somebody from like the deep South, which I was very kind of like, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. So maybe they use the same people that maybe home, Be home Depot does. You got it. You know, there is something about that very, you know, lilting, happy Southern bell voice and they're calling you honey and darling and stuff that is disarming. You know, if you like, you got your mean on and you're ready right. to do battle and that's what hits you. You're kind of going to back off and be, be nice. 
Right. right? <laughs> They're like, oh, let me help you out. Okay, that sounds yeah, good. Maybe that's a strategy. Yeah, it was good. So they they quickly decipher who's calling and yeah. give you the right that's what ai will do it'll give you the right voice now to disarm your personality oh, type oh so so i was talking to a robot huh Holy you never shit. know let's check with csb what does he say see he'll know he'll know if he'll it's know. a robot he'll know. yeah i was wow. uh, i thought you know again this the christmas shopping everybody hates it oh yeah all of the different scams mm-hmm. i was ordering a frame so that i can frame a lithograph myself so it was all custom sized and the company is called art to frames and they seem to do a decent job i had ordered some stuff from them in the past just the regular non-customized stuff mm-hmm. and the quality everything seems good and what i didn't get was they were running a promotion that was 10 percent off which everybody's running promotions because of the holidays sure but it was 10 percent off only on gift cards Hmm. and i'm like well why wouldn't everybody just buy themselves a gift card because it was an instantaneous emailed gift card get within like five minutes right but you won't offer 10 percent on the order but i can order a gift card and then use it two minutes later which i didn't understand why they'd want to go through that extra little bit although and then the, the only reason might be because I also had a coupon code for free shipping. Oh, you're a new customer. Free shipping. Use this. Well, you couldn't use that with a gift card. So they obviously don't treat the gift card as cash. Right. They treat that as like a big coupon code. Yeah. But then again, don't, don't they, they have to kick back as a percentage to Visa or MasterCard from the merchant right so that so if you if they work around that by getting you to buy a gift card that's more money in their pocket is that could that be it and they get to i guess they would get to hold it well it would just what would i guess make more sense is if somebody then buys a gift card you couldn't put the exact amount in like you can on amazon i can go buy oh right a lego store gift card for 126 dollars and 42 cents if i know what the oh nice what the item is where this it was it had to be you know, 25, 50, a hundred, whatever it was. Gotcha. But it was still like for the 10% off, but it was close by the time I, where I could have gotten the $14 in free shipping or get the 10% off the $180 frame or whatever it was. One yeah, what was this? What was this lithograph of? I'm very curious. It's another Taylor Swift, Peter Max lithograph. Ah, okay. It's like the lithographs, they're even unsigned are going for hundreds of dollars. Incredible. The signed one, I'm convinced I should probably sell now while the market is where it's at. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's, I've seen them sell on auction sites and eBay and eBay. You can never really trust that they sold, but they look like they're going for about 8,000 bucks. Jeez. It's like, it's a lithograph. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's signed by Peter Max, and he's not long for this world, I don't believe. He's pretty old now. He's got to be, really. Yeah. And Taylor Swift. So those two autographs, I'm guessing one of them is more money than the other. Now, do you, would you need to command that price to have some type of verification that this is their signatures and not a robot or, you know, whatever, stand-in or something? Or Well, that is the, I mean, it's insane. 
what these grading companies charge. And a lot of people use them. They're the big ones that everybody uses Beckett, which also does the baseball cards, the PSA DNA, which does all the sporting stuff. And the more popular somebody is, the more they charge you sure to verify the signature. And it's like that, that doesn't make sense that it costs more to verify a Michael Jordan than it does a, you know, Frank Thomas. Mm-hmm. It makes zero sense, but yet this is what they do. But they also don't offer any guarantee, which is what I don't understand. This just means some other schmuck working for a company went real or not real. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. If yeah. I, get that authenticated i buy an authenticated signature and i meet the person that was allegedly signed it and they're like nope that's not my signature there's no insurance there's nothing that you can go back to and be like i want my money back yeah yeah so people want the verification but i've seen stories of people that have gotten autographs in person from various baseball players send them in to be authenticated and they come back that they can't authenticate it because they don't (laughs) think it's real. And it's like, okay, this is not a cut and dry business. And anybody that thinks it is, it's like what you're buying is that somebody else that you think has some kind of knowledge and expertise said it's real. Even though there's been a long line of scams going through the autograph industry including if you've ever watched pawn stars mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. guy that they always have come in steve grad mm-hmm. he originally worked for psa and lost his job because it came out that he didn't actually have any formal training and he was involved in trying to sell an autograph of charles Lindbergh that turned out not to be real Ooh. but then beckett hired him to run their autograph authentication ah, service so perfect yeah is why you can't trust any of it it's all a scam yes did you it is literally all a scam so why wouldn't you wait until peter max slips his earthly coil wouldn't it be worth more then probably all right unless they Have somehow what? cancel taylor swift which could happen no she's too big to cancel you think i think seriously really. i had a clip but i would i didn't go through and cut it up i just thought it was kind of sad it was uh charlie kirk and uh what's it jack prosobiec mm-hmm. and they were just going off on how taylor swift is going to ruin the democracy and i'm like what this is really? exactly what the other side is saying about donald trump it's like you come off as such morons how did how does how do they figure taylor's gonna do that well because she controls so many voters so i mean if so many so many young minds exactly okay all right and it's like okay maybe but then they were like well, she's ugly and she dresses like a stripper. And it's just like, so you're basically personally attacking somebody, which is what you get mad when people do that to the people well, on your side. Wait a minute. Those guys were saying that she's ugly. Uh-huh. Get out of here. No, really? I'm serious. I mean, I'll pull the clip. I, mean, I have to go through it. Shit. And that's my, I mean, like I said, I am, I am like Mr. Swiss neutral on Taylor. I, I, I'm not a fan, but I don't dislike her. I'm just like, okay, she's there. You know, she's one of many, many performers. And obviously, you know, millions are on your side of the fence and think she's fantastic. So great. But I, but who the fuck could deny that she's not a really good looking chick? I mean, that's irrefutable. 
right? I would, you know, again, if, if they like something a little different, that's fine. And they're also yeah. like, well, no man really likes Taylor Swift. It's like, well, I think, <laughs> I think there are millions that might disagree with that. Now, I'm not making any judgments about what people like or don't like. And yeah. it's like, hey, I've always liked different types of music, whether it was Frank Sinatra. And that's, a, you know, a certain ground of people be like, well, that's really uncool. You know, yeah. JCD, you know, oh, he probably listens to Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. It's like, well, not regularly right now, but growing up, I mean, I'm the same age as Debbie Gibson. So that growing up was something that I had the CD. Okay. Sue me. She was cute. I like the gondoliers hat she used to wear. And she's still around, still singing. Yeah. Okay. Good for her. But it's like people will listen to different things. I want to know what is on uh, John C. Dvorak's playlist. Yes. Want to know what he's <laughs> what he's vibing out to? But I will pull those because I was like, there was because it was a uh, it was a liberal dude had pulled this out, and it was I wanted to make sure that we were also getting the accurate audio clips because it seemed to have been chopped up quite a bit. Oh, and you can never really tell when you're going with the chopped up audio clips. Like I want to make sure we're not taking anything out of context. But there is, it's just funny where it's like, well, uh, you know, the people on the left are telling you Donald Trump's going to ruin our democracy. And then the people on the right are like, well, Taylor Swift's going to ruin our democracy. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, it does sound like it sounds like Oprah handed her kingmaker crown to Taylor, right? Probably has a was, bigger was, crowd now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but Oprah was considered, you know, to be endorsed by her was, was an automatic win for a long, long time. So, uh, yeah. I, I got to say, I mean, I, I think that Taylor would, you know, in the right circumstances, could be far more influential on me than Oprah ever could. So <laughs> seems like a little bit more. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because people on both sides go to the extreme throwing things out there because my mom, when we saw them, we went out to dinner with my parents on Friday. She's like, oh, I saw in Breitbart that uh, Taylor Swift was backing Hamas. I'm like, well. No, she went to a humanitarian event in New York that was giving money to the people of Gaza that were mm. displaced. I'm like, not really the same thing as supporting Hamas. No. And this is where people just can't separate stuff. And there is no real truth. And everybody wants to try to play the gotcha game with the other side. Well, we live in the Tower of Babel. We really do. You know, just, there's no doubt about it. So now this first clip I have is from a uh, USC. Uh, what? No, it's not you. Yeah. Is it USC? The Dana White's uh, outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And he had on a very interesting suit that had in the Barack Obama. I remember the hope and change poster the, with the very stylized one that became all popular where it just yeah, had Barack's face and it said, what hope? Yeah, and he had an expression on his face identical to Mussolini's. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Well, he had Donald Trump's mugshot with that all across the back, mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. But at least we have some yeah. people in sports that yeah. are on the on the right side. Okay. Last one for me. You paraded the suit that you're wearing there before you came on with us. Uh, what's the backstory to it? Yeah. So the backstory is, you know. I it's a make America make America great again suit. I got Donald Trump to sign it, so you know this this suit is worth a pretty penny now. And then I got Trump's mugshot, 
his unlawful, you know, indictment. What a joke, you know. I can't believe they're using the justice system against us. Do you guys realize how corrupt this system is right now? Like, they're, they're weaponizing the judicial, judicial system, the, the DOJ. I mean, it's, it's political persecution. They're scared of him. They know he's the greatest threat to the democracy. He's the greatest threat to the swamp. And, you know, he stands for democracy, and they don't like that. There's a bunch of communist people running this country right now, and we need to get them out. Our borders are wide open. Inflation is higher than it's ever been. I mean, people are, our streets are burning, and we're sending money to Ukraine? For what? What about America? What happened to America first? That's what Donald Trump's stands for is America first. So right now it's America last. We need to make America great again. 2024 is our last stand. If Donald Trump doesn't get back in office, this country's done. Again, that's Colby Covington and uh, NetNet says that was an awesome suit. Oh, you know what? I saw him and he was wearing, um, he was wearing glasses like the Riddler, like white framed sunglasses, right? When he was talking about that. Yeah. This is how Keith uh, Olbermann thinks he looks when he wears the glasses. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Right, he thinks he's that MMM, MMA guy uh-huh. instead of the tomato can that he is. Yeah, that's exactly it. in his mind. That's what he sees when he's wearing yeah. that. Yeah, he thinks. Speaking of cool. MMA, I saw a clip. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Of, I, I like conventional boxing. It's only sport I'll really watch traditional boxing. But yeah, MMA doesn't. It just doesn't do it for me. But I saw this. I think it was a featherweight bout. And some kid had actually been on Tucker Carlson, who was competing, and said that uh, I don't know Tucker changed his life, and he named his firstborn son. He's a nice kid. He was from like Alabama or somewhere. And holy shit, this other guy, his opponent, um, hit him an uppercut and laid him out, and the guy began to convulse, which is really scary. You know, you're better off just lying there than getting the shakes. You know. And Rogan was calling the the thing, and he was like jumping out of his skin because he know I mean, Rogan <laughs> he knows that shit. He really does. He's an expert, and he was really concerned. It was it was it was hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. It is a vicious, vicious sport. Really. Yeah. You know, boxing you can totally cause permanent damage to somebody, but there are yeah. things in place to try to minimize that. Yeah. Exactly. You get dead in boxing, too, but it's less likely, I think, than the MMA stuff seems just more brutal to me. I don't know. Yeah, well, you get hit in just the wrong way. Yeah. You know, it's like the hockey player that got the skate to the neck. You know, whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. A lot of people think it was. I couldn't see a clear enough video to make a determination on whether it was just going flying from hitting somebody else. But this isn't the first person that's had their neck cut in a hockey match so oh really it's happened yeah. before i mean it's not super common but it happens yeah hockey yeah. also a dangerous sport no doubt yes especially when they pull a jersey over your head and beat the shit out of you while your arms are pinned they still do that <laughs> does that still happen or is that oh i'm sure it does i'm yeah, sure it's okay. yeah hopefully i mean that was the beauty of the old time hockey <laughs> have a nice little donny brook breakout yeah, somebody went to a fight last night and a hockey game broke out. That was the old line, right? Yeah, then you go and you sit in the box for five minutes and you come out and you do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I've got two clips from Keith, so why don't we split the... Oh, we're we sp- getting to Keith early. Okay. We can, well, yeah. we can split the Keith. We can have a little okay. early gifts, like a little amuse-bouche. All right. And this, again, is the insanity of Keith Oberman. 
at the Tuesday Countdown podcast as Jack Smith dares the Supreme Court to endorse Trump's presidential immunity charade. Because if there is presidential immunity, why did Gerald Ford pardon Richard Nixon? Why did Trump say himself he could have pardoned himself in 2021? Why did Trump say just three months ago he might still pardon himself? Look, well, the answer to that would be because presidential pardons are for different. I mean, I guess the easiest way to put it is when it comes down to the presidential immunity. From what I understand, the immunity is in place for anything that happens due to your performing your duties of the office. Where you wouldn't be immune like when it came to Nixon bugging the other side's uh, headquarters, not part of your duty. At least I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe it is now. Maybe it is. Uh, But that would the case would have to be made. Yeah. Whether what he was doing was part of his presidential duties or not, because if it was anything that he did say on January 6th, the stuff they're trying to wrangle him into. Well, if the case is made that you were just performing your duties in the best way you thought possible, then he would have immunity. I think you have to prove that it's going above and beyond into a criminal area before you can charge a president, which is why presidents overall up until, well, now don't get charged with things. Also, because the country was always worried about looking like a banana republic. Not anymore. And I think none of that means anything. It's all bullshit. I mean, if that scabby face shit, uh, Jack Smith can't get him on that. He'll just charge him with having two buttons on his suit. You know, really? That'll be it. Well, they're going to keep throwing things. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, it's not going to stop. No. It's the whole kitchen sink idea. We'll just keep yeah. We'll just keep putting things out. Maybe we'll get them on something. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Court will hear arguments next week. Smith has hired a solicitor general who has argued 105 cases before that court. Rudy Giuliani blows up his own defense at the Ruby Freeman Shea Moss slander case. Today's Republicans try to appease Putin the way their grandfathers appeased Hitler. While there may be a way around them to get Ukraine $300 billion. Now, what does it mean that the Republicans of old were supporting Hitler like people are supporting Putin now? I mean, one, who's supporting Putin? Basically, Keith can't form a sentence without using the word Hitler. He does like Hitler. So, you know, that's just it's just who he is. So uh, he should grow the mustache. Yeah, if he could, I don't, you know, he might not might not be in his uh, you know endocrine system to do that. But yeah. It's like you're trying to make a connection to something that it's like, well, this doesn't mean I, I still come from the age that people were taught some history and I don't remember the, well, there were a bunch of Americans who were supporting Hitler. Sure. Don't remember that. There were there and there are now and Trump is Hitler. Ah, well, that would make sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And it is not (laughs) borrowing it from Shohei Otani. The amazing details of his $680 million in deferred salary and what had to have happened to the reporter who made Canada think Otani had signed with Toronto. I even have a song about it in the Tuesday Countdown podcast, now live wherever you podcast. Get it anyway. Yeah, I didn't understand the uh, the get it anyway part, but 
I didn't understand wherever you podcast. What does that mean? Wherever you podcast. I mean, maybe mm. a podcast on uh, Fifth Street, maybe a podcast yeah, uh, when you're yeah. driving home. I mean, the, I mean the, the implication is, you know, the podcasters podcast, the listeners listen. So, right. Wherever <laughs> you might be podcasting. Well, okay. he doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't know. Again, Keith is always a little bit confused about the reality of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way it is with Keith. Sadly, so this, this other guy, yeah, I read something about that too. This guy's another, the, the, well, you know, I, I looked a little bit cl- more closely and his contract was what for like for 700 million for 10 years. Is that what I saw? Uh, might've been seven years, but it was 700 million. Yeah. 700 million for whatever it was. It was um, big. It was big. And what sport was he? Baseball. He, yeah, he played Baseball. for the uh, angels. Okay. But they had there, there was a chart there of other players and their salaries, but there are other players that were making more in the course of one year than this guy was. So I think that's a little bit deceptive. It's a lot of it being deferred, which players have done before. I mean, Barry Bonds, I think, was the big one that there's still like Barry Bonds day that he's still getting like a million dollars a year from the New York Mets. That's great. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of money. I mean, but really, it's, it's like seven hundred million. It, uh, I mean, probably during the show already, Taylor Swift probably made 700 million. So, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like it's a lot of money, but really, is it in today's culture? Uh, yeah, it's more than we make in a week. True. So, um, <laughs> very true. And we don't have the multiple jets that, uh, this is also coming around again and again and again. The left do like to eat themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to be curious how Tay Tay is going to deal with the, well, she's she has planes and and she's like the number one individual person i guess that burns up all this carbon very bad yeah and and her company's like well we bought twice the carbon credits that we are required to it's like but that again what do carbon credits mean some asshole gave some other asshole money it doesn't do anything for the environment sure you know but look they it it leo and uh so many of the hollywood crowd and so forth they get their private jets and all those wf assholes doesn't matter they just they just know they're they're untouchable so yeah not much people can do and no i mean again good luck trying to cancel somebody as big as taylor swift but they're gonna try although that could backfire because if she could save the democracy she could ruin it she could say donald trump forever (laughs) then can you imagine oh wow people would be having heart attacks left and right but they already got Kid Rock saying that. So, you know, who needs her? <laughs> well, you've got a Kid Rock <laughs> clip here, right? This is. Uh... I do. I do. Um, this is. Uh, let's see. This is. I had to actually look up who this guy was. I never heard of John Daly. Is it the golfer? It's the golfer. Yeah, I didn't know that. He looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he and, was big uh, back in the day. I mean, he allegedly he was the, uh, you know, he was the, the big drinker on the circuit. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's 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 apparently it's a you know it's a clip from Tucker was just hanging out at his compound with uh, with Kid Rock and this Daily guy, and then Daily grabbed a guitar and began I don't know if it was a self authored tune he was singing or uh, he borrowed it from somebody, but it was pretty funny to see Santa Claus. He had a, it like a a lucky strike between his lips as he sang. I mean I haven't seen that <laughs> since Waylon Jennings was alive you know thirty years ago. Um, but it's pretty funny. The song's kind of funny, so um, yeah, might want to give it a listen. Yeah, I miss Waylon. He was great. 
Oh, he's the best. Yeah, and I've admired y'all for so long. <laughs> Can't wait to see y'all and me again. Fuck the liberals. <laughs> Fuck communism. I say this to all. Trump at 24, that's the way it needs to go. Yeah. This guy's definitely part of the take no shit dojo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck the liberals, fuck the commies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's got your old, uh, you got your marketing yeah. slogan right there. Maybe he listens to my show. Who knows? Yeah, if so, maybe. we'd reach out, John. <laughs> yeah, really? Let me know. <laughs> Where's this country gone? I miss it so much. Got to get the big boy back to help us out. Daddy Trump can do this. He's done it kid rock for vice president I'm the border <laughs> it's called crocodiles the most poisonous snakes and the rhinos head south there you go Mexico. amen oh no crossing my border again you amen. bitches <laughs> he's uh <laughs> uncle ted nugent uh, he is selling shirts that is a uh, trump nugent 24 so Oh, there you go. So Kid Rock is a competitor. I didn't know that. Might be. Well, I, you know, when I, when I, when I Googled, I don't Google a, uh, duck, duck, go. Duck, go. No, I don't do that either. I uh, use the, uh, the thing that, uh, the fabulous Ryan Bemrose told me to use, uh, tells the name of this browser I have. Here. Brave. Brave. Yeah. He's at there. And they probably tracking me too. But this thing popped up with uh, a little post from Reddit about this uh this golfer and i just had to read this to you because it's funny he says can we stop the love fest with this absolutely abysmal lifestyle habits of this man it's almost 2023 why are we praising a man who smokes 21 cigs in a round and only eats at hooters it's not cool it's just disgusting and don't say that it's because he represents the everyman these are not life choices to be encouraged <laughs> so nice. There's your fucking asco. You know, I don't like his, I don't like his politics. So I'm going to criticize what he smokes and eats as well. It's, it's, it's insane. That's yep. how they think. John Daly appears to be having fun. He sure does. Yes. You know, and on the other side though, it's the righties that say the same thing about Taylor Swift. So it all evens itself out. Well, it, it might, but I think that despite uh, Keith's uh, contention that, uh, that the media is overwhelmingly right <laughs> wing, right. I, I do think, uh, you know, maybe in fact, uh, there's, there's an equal outcry on either side, but there's no doubt in my mind that the left is getting a hell of a lot more coverage and they have a much bigger loudspeaker than the right does. So, yes, which is again, the insanity of people listening to somebody like keith and there's multiple people that are saying the same thing i'm sure that believe oh no the media is not leftist no they're they're centrist oh yeah Mm. like well show me some proof on that (laughs) i would like to see some proof um i can show you some going in the other direction because i've got a clip from mika oh over on msnbc god and this was a clip it was interesting again because i first saw this clip when somebody else had clipped this into something about a different topic which again you can't believe anything you see on youtube no 
You really can't because they will cut stuff in and make it look like somebody's reacting to something else. But this was in regards to, I mean, it's a sad case of a woman pregnant in Texas wants to get an abortion because the doctor said her kids got some disease, the you know kid that hasn't even been born yet. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the first thing people go to is like, well, then I don't want to have the kid. And while a certain percentage don't live beyond a few days or up to a year, you know, there are cases where the kid you know, was uh, Rick Santorum. They said that was his kid daughter. I think that's now 15 that had this particular disease. So yes, you start questioning, at least for me, this is the details that come into this mm-hmm. rather than, well, when, where are we going to draw the line? Like what diseases? are bad enough if you see that the the growing fetus has what where where's going to be that line that everybody's going to be like well no no it's just way better to kill it well i think they've established that a long time ago and the 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 line is at the disease called inconvenience yes yeah we don't want to have to uh deal with uh yeah a kid that's not going to be able to take care of me in 20 years you know what i mean yeah but this is Mika, and I just thought this was beautiful from the way that it's delivered, that it's just so dramatic. And whether she is actually this upset to where she's nearly crying, I'm like, can you really, as somebody that's been in the mainstream media for decades, can you really not? hold it together or is this just all part of the scam and i think it's all a part of the scam we have no right to save ourselves from suffering our daughters are growing up in a world where they will be scared to get pregnant well okay one i'm just stopping it here shouldn't they be <laughs> shouldn't really? do, who doesn't want their daughter afraid that she's going to get pregnant anyone i mean there are ways to not get pregnant. Really? Have, have you heard that there are? No, I didn't hear that. No. Some tried and true <laughs> I mean, medical uh, ways. Let me say this about her. Her father was a fuck. Yes. Uh-oh, you're talking yeah. bad about Mika and they got you. He was a douchebag. In fact, I don't know why people. Yeah, good. Get me. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't reserve more of the vitriol for uh, for him instead of Henry the K. You know, um, but yes. croaked, nobody pissed on him the way they did on on Henry. And she's just an idiot. So asshole produced idiot. There you go. They will fear that people like Ken Paxton will have more of a say in their health care decisions than their doctors. They will fear that they will suffer or even die when attempting to bring a life into this world. This isn't a fear we have about something that might happen. Let's all freak out about what might happen. No, this is where we are right now. And this Monday morning, I pray for Kate Cox and the many other women who will inevitably be in the same situation. I'm also praying that we all step up. I mean, okay. Well, I also want to ask the question, how many people pray for more dead babies? Really? That's an odd one, isn't it? I mean, to pray to God. That a woman will be allowed to kill her child. Yes. It's a very weird prayer, man. Yeah. 
You may be a Republican. You may have voted for Trump thinking this all isn't so bad. It's worse. Wake up and consider voting with Kate in mind in the next presidential election. The choices may not be perfect. They may be far from perfect. I get that. What we're trying to save, though, is the ability to have choices and options in this country and to make those choices in a country that is a democracy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, knew, I knew that was going to get you. That was a kicker at the end there. No, wait a minute. If I wait a little longer, will she mention Hitler? Come on. No, she should. No? Oh, maybe should. maybe I clipped it too soon. Maybe you did. Yeah. But yes, it's not a democracy. <laughs> democracy. <laughs> and I forget. I called her. Her father was a was a punk. What I could say about him? Um, an asshole. She's an idiot. And her husband's also an asshole and an idiot. Joe. So yeah. there, I covered them all. It's morning, Joe. Morning, Joe. Douchebag. It, it is just very weird. The whole thing. If there is a legitimate medical problem, I think most people are on board. But then again, there's also time limitations. I mean, when you're in it and I don't know, I'm sure there are things that they can't tell you that the baby has up until a certain point. But I think this woman was at like 21 weeks. So you're like four, eight, 12. You know, it's like you're getting into past the halfway point and mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know what this had to do with Donald Trump, because again, Mika, baby, it's a state's issue. That's a cold opener I like right there. You're again, Mika, baby. I vote that. <laughs> I know it's always your decision, but I vote that. I really like that. It's good ISO, too. Thank you. But it's very true. It's like this is a state's issue thing. This is what we learned with the Supreme Court did not change Roe versus Wade. They said, you know, nope. no, this is the states. They get to choose. It should be. Yes. So this it's so is funny that the people, the people that are screaming pro-choice want less choice. Yes. They? <laughs> they want your, they it's want really, the baby's dead is what they want. Yeah, and they want to force really you. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is just antithetical to the whole concept, I think. But this is the story that gets told. And this is so much fear mm -hmm. yeah. being spread. It's very dramatic. And, oh, when you go to vote, think of this woman. It's like, I will. And I'm going to vote R all the way down the line. Yeah, this airheaded bitch is the same one who was demanding everybody get uh, the Pfizer vax, too. Let's not forget that, folks. Mika was all over that. Unborn kids. I mean, that's well, mm -hmm. because they might. You know what? They might not grow up to be over six feet tall. We should probably. There you go. Probably not. We should just abort them. And this was like one of the biggest fears when the we'll call it medical science started getting to the point where it was like, well, you can start with all of this DNA splicing and all these things to where, Oh, parents are going to be able to pick what they want their baby to be. It's like, that's very weird stuff. Oh, but, that, you know, that won't end well. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, but this no. will be, this will, where the line's going to go down. Cause it's like, well, no, we have to, we want to be able to have the, you know, complete choice over everything that we do. And it's like, but what about the other human being growing and what percentage is okay? If it's like, well, okay, there's a, you know, there's a 70% chance this baby's going to have this, but we can't tell until it's born. Well, that's not a hundred percent. That means you're going to kill a lot of healthy babies because the doctor says you might. And then the question becomes, well, then who's trusting the doctor? What if the doctor makes a mistake?
either way, it doesn't matter because there's a there's a beautiful, loving migrant to step up and take that baby's place. <laughs> so come on. You're right. We do not want to take any extra room. No. That can go for the migrants. Where do you want to go next? You've got a Joaquin Castro, you got Libido, you got Tina. Oh, let's, you know, it's, uh, we could uh, maybe take a little sidestep into Scotland. Ooh, yeah. is this, that yeah. sounds like a place we'd like to visit. This is kind of fun. And I, I clipped this especially for you because I'll bet, Darren, that you never imagined what sport is Scott's favorite sport. Ooh, it'd probably be something good. Yeah. To my friends in San Francisco, with this whole San Francisco Giants, nobody wants to go to the games, the parents, the families, whatever, because of the extreme fucking crime and the homeless encampments. Yeah, allegedly, that was uh, one of the reasons why the Otani, the big uh, contract, didn't go to San Francisco was because, um, no. Too dangerous? Yeah. Wow. Too many druggies in the streets, too many problems. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, granted, he's going to play in L.A., so I don't know the, mm. you know, tomato, tomato. But it all, And also, to be fair to the guy, when you move from the Angels in Anaheim to the Dodgers, you're not making that big of a move if, if you have a house yeah. in the area there. Yeah. yeah. So I get that. We're San Francisco a little bit out. But that was one of the, well, I don't think he said it particularly. He's also Japanese, so probably very polite and wouldn't come out and be like, oh, you're oh, yeah. city shit. Right. In the filth. Here's what you do. Every game, you invite a communist leader from another country. You give him a free ticket, nice seat. I guarantee the piece of shit governor will clean up that whole area every fucking game. Number two. Fuck that shit. Do what I do. Watch and go to NASCAR races. Hell yeah. There you go, Darren. Okay. There you go, Darren. <laughs> Did you ever imagine? I got to tell you something. I just blew me off my chair. Really? Because I get you like digging NASCAR being a Chicago boy, right? Not that I know much about Chicago, but I grew up one borough over from where Scott is in New York. And let me tell you something. He's a kid. We never even fucking heard of NASCAR. Really? We yeah. never did. You and know. I, I really didn't either. It came from my brother-in-law john who had passed away he was the one that was really into it so i started getting into it back in like high school okay before then didn't really hear much about it that's true yeah i think it was very much like cbs programming years ago it was in, nascar is a thing for more c and d rural counties that's where people dug it i think it probably still is so fast cars beer what more could you want nothing Pointy chicks. That's yes, it. pointy chicks as well. Well, that was uh, that's it. One of my first favorite drivers, unfortunately, passed away in a plane crash. Well, that, there's some irony there. Uh -huh. Holy shit! Really? <laughs> Alan Kalwicki was the last guy, and maybe the first in the modern NASCAR world that was an independent. He owned his own team. He drove the car, won the championship with a sponsorship from Hooters. Oh, boy. And he was a Wisconsin boy. So, again, not really down as part of the, the no. big Southern Boys Club. No. But he was on a plane with, like, the guy that owned Hooters' son and some other marketing people, and they were just doing a short hop. 
from an appearance coming back to the racetrack in Bristol and foggy mountains uh, don't go well sometimes. No, no. But yeah, then Davy Allison, not long after, died in a helicopter crash when he was piloting. So it's interesting that some of these big NASCAR drivers who do some very dangerous things in a car. Yes, they do. You get into a plane, you get into a helicopter, you find out that the car is on the racetrack probably way safer than any air travel. I'll bet you're true. I bet that's true. Sorry. No problem. This bullshit, people kneeling and crying and this and that. Uh, hey, hey, this guy giving this guy a billion dollars to hit a ball with a stick. All the respect to you baseball fans, but come on. For, for what? Go to a NASCAR race. I've been going to NASCAR races for 40 fucking years. And every race I go to is the safest place in America to be. Think about NASCAR fans. There ain't no shit, no crime, no homeless, no nothing. Just my two cents today, kids. He's not wrong. There you go. Hey, yeah. NetNet says he has a picture with Alan Kowicki that his dad's friend used to make engine heads for him. You see, this is a small world. This is a small world. That's really impressive. Wow. And NASCAR takes care of their own problem. I mean, it's a community built sport. You know, it's basically a party every weekend. Mm. A lot of camping. They people fill the infields and have a good time. But it's a a very much kid rock that kind of mentality. It's very southern rock kind of thing. The over I mean, granted, there's different types of people you'll find. I mean, I was completely flabbergasted when Michael Jordan bought a NASCAR team and was like, well, no, our my dad used to bring us to races all the time. Mm -hmm. So like, and he loves racing. And of course he has enough money to just buy a team on a whim, which I mean, that'd be cool. Very cool. Yes. <laughs> but NASCAR is very, no matter what people want to tell you, it is a very welcoming community overall. I mean, there's always going to be assholes in every group. Sure. But overall, very welcoming. They don't care what you like. As long as you like racing, you're in. That's yeah. Can you imagine what the ticket prices will be once they have to buy carbon credits. <laughs> they're, they're getting there. Oh, they're man. getting there. I mean, I looked again where the Chicago street race, not that I'd ever want to go into Chicago, but they were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for like a one day general admission was still like 700 bucks or something hmm. like that's too much. Sure. It is way too much. I watch it on TV way easier. Yeah. Way easier to watch it on TV and you get a better view when it comes to the road courses. The small ovals, you know, those are kind of fun in person. But when you're at a road course, you know, two, three miles and you see the cars for like five seconds as they go. Yeah. What's the point? I know. Unless yeah. there's a lot of pointy chicks. And then in which case. Yeah. We're down for it. But Scott, that's I mean, I, I can kind of <laughs> see that. I can see I, not because of his uh, where he's from, not because of the Frank Sinatra sound to him, but because of the take no shit kind of attitude. I can see where NASCAR would appeal to him because nobody's kneeling in nascar it is the only sport that i know of that prays before every event i mean i can't believe the left hasn't totally melted down and they still show this on tv it's all part of the pre-race thing where it's wow. like they will actually say a prayer before the national anthem mm -hmm. 
I mean, granted, you're doing something that's a little more dangerous than playing a baseball game or mm. yeah. whatnot, but it's like it's still an interesting family based. They aren't afraid to be like, we believe in God. We're going to say right. a prayer. We're going to now where, you know, the whole woke world, the biggest thing that had happened was, oh, well, we are going to ban the Confederate flag at the NASCAR events, which that ruffled a lot of the fans feathers because it's again you're saying well no what you obviously mean by having this symbol is this and it's like that's it's just simply not true no people look at that in a completely different way and there was a story that i don't remember which or why the guy was doing it, but there was an old black dude i don't know if he's still around that down in one of these cities flew the confederate flag every day and it's like it's not inherently racist no matter what people want to be like well if you have a confederate flag then you hate black people no so what about the black guy with the confederate flag does he hate black people too sure people want to just make things so easy and binary like well no this obviously represents this it's like well no do you think your country only represents one thing it's just the, the whole ASCO uh, zeitgeist and mindset. It's the uniparty. It's you will do, there will be no variance of opinion. It's going to be one, one brain, one mind, the hive mentality. And that's uh, what they're going for, right? In every way, every, every single way. Destroy the history, dis- destroy um, any disagreement. It's what it's all about. Right? Jay Finley in the troll room says, his tickets for the Miami Grand Prix this year, $1,500 each. Wow. And so that's that's the circuit. So you're going to be in a corner watching. That's, uh-huh. that's F1. So that's, <laughs> I mean, granted, that is the the pinnacle of all auto racing is F1. Right. But damn, I mean, for a ticket to an event, fifteen hundred dollars. Hmm. In, in podcaster money, it's like you have to work all year to go to one event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. And then not eat. <sighs> Because really, otherwise, you're just not affording it. There's uh, just not going to happen. But everything is up there. I mean, it is a capitalist society. We'll annoy DigiGuru by mentioning Taylor Swift again. A lot of the people were so upset (laughs) that they were renting this concert video for $19.89, of course, in the USA. And it was good for 48 hours. So every 48 hours, if you want to watch that concert again, you got to pay again. There you go. Like capitalism, baby. Hmm. It's a lot of she, money. A lot of dough. Ha, she can afford those F1 tickets. Many of those <laughs> F1 tickets. Yes. <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I, you not white F1 to avoid to buy the whole series, but close. I'd uh, think more of her if she dumped that uh, football head idiot she's dating and, and went with some NASCAR driver instead. That'd be better. I mean, she yeah, is just a country like girl at heart. I don't like that guy. No, he, yeah. he seems like uh, a non-honest, real person. Right. And th- I say this mainly after hearing that he was on one of those uh, reality television shows like find travis a bow to me that says you're a football player and gay most likely not that there's anything wrong with that yeah but mm. if you're somebody that has to like go on tv either you have some major issue with your personality because if you are a professional football player 
basketball player, NASCAR, if you're a professional sports dude of any sort, you don't really have problems finding women. There's a lot of them. Your signal's really breaking up now, Darren. Uh Oh, we're Uh talking about the, we're talking about the big stuff. We're talking about Travis Kelsey (laughs) and they're like, no, 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 you can't. It's the win. I'm telling you, it's the, the big wins now. It probably is. Yeah. I mean, it's blowing like hell here. It really is. Yeah. Well, at least it hasn't blown anything down yet. Well, not in my immediate area, but uh, people were saying there were some outages uh, just a couple blocks away. So, yeah. well, you better get that generator ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit, it's, it's packed and ready to go back to. They're picking it up tomorrow. Tomorrow sometime the UPS man is coming. Bye bye. It could be oh, running right. on the uh, front step like. Uh, yeah. Could you yeah, right. the new one? Should, no. right. You're just unplug it and take it away. <laughs> it'll be santa claus coming down the chimney did you see the <laughs> did you see the jill biden video oh my god you mean eyes wide shut meets hunger games <laughs> meets caligula what the f- oh holy shit it was how, how how repulsive yeah well for all of the crap that they gave melania trump for like oh this is so boring and so elegant how dare you don't be elegant i know <laughs> This is not, it's not Biden style. No. But the nice folks over at Sky News did give them a skewering, which I thought was kind of fun. Oh, I want to hear this. Anyway, on to Christmas. You know, back when the Trumps were in office, it was a great sport of the cultural left to mock the way the then first family decorated the White House for Christmas as being too, you know, cold or weird or avant-garde. Well, guess what? You ain't seen nothing yet. Have a look at this little video released by Dr. That's Dr. Jill Biden to you. Thank you very much. Showing off the White House Christmas decorations. What the hell is going on there? I mean, obviously, I edited out the music. So um, no, no, everybody wanted to hear two minutes and 30 seconds of tap dancing uh, over the <laughs> nutca- nutcracker suite. Right, right. And of course, people are like pointing out that half the women are dressed like men and half the men are dressed like oh, yeah. women. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the guy in the blue suit with the bunny helmet was Gavin Newsom. Ooh, I'm pretty sure that yeah. could be his so new take gig. a look again. Yeah, take a look again. I'm pretty sure it's him. Look yeah. carefully at that. He could be part of a dance troupe. Yeah, I mean, the thing was so unchristmas like it was. It was just fucking macabre and weird, uh, and very uh, unsettling. And uh, yeah, I mean, and which really gives, I think, a very, very good insight into the uh, you know the spirochetes drilling their way through Doctor Jill's brain. You know, to to be down with that type of a. Uh, you know, a celebration of uh, basically, basically an obliteration of Christmas. I mean, there was, I guess there was an evergreen tree somewhere in there with, with, uh, with Christmas balls on it and, uh, and, and candy cane columns, but that's basically where the Christmas thing ended, I guess, you know, any, any nod to, uh, to the, the holiday, right? We just had to get a woke dance troupe that has supported yeah. some crazy left causes to. Oh, is that right? I didn't. I wasn't aware of that angle. Is that? Oh, okay. So, so there's more to it than I knew. Okay. I mean, as much <laughs> as you can. I mean, I, I don't want to uh, put anything on any one person because I don't want to cast like, well, why they performed or do whatever they do or raise money for whatever they raise. You know, that's fine. But it was definitely yeah. an eclectic group. But here was uh, some of the reactions, including from the guy at Sky News. 
What the hell is going on there? <laughs> Guys in suits dressed as rabbits? Who put the acid in the eggnog? <laughs> Americans have gone on to bl- online to blast the video saying that it felt like something out of the Hunger Games. But there's more to it than that. Because guess what? As with everything, it's all about the wokeness. The video, which manages to do what I thought was impossible, namely ruin the Nutcracker Street suite, is part of the broader woke Marxist agenda, which has to subvert absolutely everything it touches, especially cherished traditions like Christmas, in the service of its own leftist agenda. Because guess what? The dance troupe responsible for that video? They're an outfit called Dorrance Dance, and a trip to their website reveals much. They've got a whole page on anti-racism and social justice and links for you to go uh, call for the abolition of prisons and defunding the police. The website also pushes authors like Roxanne Gay and Ibrahim X. Kendi and is obsessed with a sort of undergraduate human resources department view of race and the world. The founder wrote on the website, quote, I am a white tap dancer with black cultural ancestors in a society that privileges white people and whiteness. Michelle Dorrance, the company's founder, writes on the troops website in an essay titled Why Anti-Racism Work is Important to Me. Oh, and she goes on. She says, I am easy for white audiences wanting to access and experience elements of black culture to swallow. Okay. There are also links to several petitions, including one that reads, defund and redistribute NYPD funding by $500 million, sponsored by (laughs) the New York City Wealth Distribution (laughs) Project. Are you starting to get the idea here? These people would be very keen for someone to come and liberate your presence from under your tree. Again, back when Melania Trump was first lady, Her decorations were seen as some sort of political message about the coming Handmaid's Tale dystopia that everybody feared under Donald Trump. Yet, as always with the left, this turned out to be projection. And the left is the side of politics that is, in fact, pushing, politicizing everything and pushing its revolutionary message even at Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, you have to politicize Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody's happy if you don't. Yeah. It is a very odd video. So if anybody out there hasn't seen it, you do want to search it and just watch it and go, how much money did we pay as a country to produce this? To to produce that shit. Let me say it again. That was shit. And it's like, I still don't understand the race aspect of all these things. It's just very weird to me. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, really? I remember going back. Uh, my mom was a dance teacher for years, owned her own business. And the guy that was her main, you know, the teacher was a guy named Tommy Sutton, who was a black dude out of Chicago, was like the best tap dancer around. You know, he was the one that was teaching the the teachers. Right. And it's like, well. Is this not true? I mean, again, I just don't understand how we've moved backwards. Right. Being that this was going on in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Like, well, how now is this? How are we going in the other direction? I don't really think we are. I think we've we hit the point and everybody started panicking back in the 80s and 90s. And I like to play an audio clip from Luther Campbell of two live crew during one of the 
uh, performances of the song banned in the USA where he talks about that. He's like, you know what, what they're pissed off about is I look out in the crowd and I see black, I see white, I see Mexican, I see Asia, I see everybody. And we're all getting along and that's what they're afraid of. And I believe that's terrified of that. That uh is so true. They are terrified of that. Yes. It's like, that is where the, this is why we have the culture of division that we do now. That Mm -hmm. is why the mainstream media is pushing it. That is why the white house is pushing it. Yes. They want the black folk to be like, well, I don't know. No, you can't trust the white folk. And they want the white folk to be like, no, 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 you can't trust the black folk. And no. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why when the national divorce comes, it you know it'll have you know for the enlightened it'll have nothing to do with race, and you'll see, you will see really kind of a kumbaya moment when people square off of a true a true polyglot a melting pot of people on both sides, um, and it's going to be an ideological battle. It'll, it will have nothing to do with race, and that'll really piss off Doctor Jill and Joey, which really at the core of the two of them are really. They're hate mongers is what they are. Yeah, I, I can just imagine one side's going to get NASCAR and the other side's going to get Taylor Swift. I'm going to have to choose. <laughs> Man. You are going to have to make a decision there, buddy. <laughs> I am an independent, I tell you. <laughs> now you have a, who is Joaquin Castro? Who is this guy? Well, it's perfect. You should choose him next because uh, he's, a, he's another uh, race baiting uh, lefty. And he is a, uh, he's a, uh, a, a congressman from San Antonio. Um, and he was uh, you know, speaking and braying and mouthing off, and uh, it's just it's just so predictable what he says. Um, you know, you could just roll it, roll it, and here it's a, it's a short clip. I want to speak quickly to the Democrats in the Senate and others who are considering supporting this proposal. If you do so, you will be surrendering to right wing racism, and more than that, you will be enabling it. So there you are. So if you want to, it's basically, of course, the border thing, Greg Abbott trying to, um, you know, shut it down. And this guy, you know, if you, if you oppose that, you're racist. So that's their answer to everything. You're racist. You're racist. <laughs> like, who are we racist against? It's like, yeah, because you're, you're saying that are we treating people differently that come over the border, depending on whether they're Mexican or Venezuelan or Russian right. or Chinese right. or. Yes. Haitian. And it, in a kind of a companion tweet or post, I should say, now that it's not tweets, it's X's. This guy wrote again, a la Keith, um, that Trump is Hitler. You know, he, he had played this clip and said Trump is literally Hitler. And so my uh, my answer is, you know, Cupcake, you are a uh, you are a, a worthless political career politician parasite. You've utterly unaccomplished. But I'm going to call you. Fidel from now on. They call Hitler, is Trump Hitler? Then you're Fidel Castro, not Joaquin. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, that name has quite a bit of uh, negative baggage with vast portions of the Latin community. They don't like Fidel. So it's, we should name, rename Joaquin Fidel, I think. Right? That works. Yeah, because yeah. that, yeah, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to have that put onto no. your. Uh, no, no. How's he getting? found that out who he was the manager of the white Sox. then he went down to manage the miami marlins and got a i think it was like a five-year contract and made it one year because of the wokeness even down there it happens Mm -hmm. he did an interview 
in Ozzy's Venezuelan. And I can always understand it, but some people have a problem understanding Ozzy because he speaks one very quickly and has a heavy accent. But he was doing an interview and he made a comment that he respected Fidel Castro for, you know, doing what he has done, you know, in Cuba to take control. It's like, I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying that he's, you know, doing what is right, but you have to respect somebody that is able to take control of a country, you know, to have that ability. You know, that was the whole point of this is what I respect, not that him as a man, not what he has done, but it's like, you know, I, I respect his ability to do this. He took over a country. Okay. And because of that, lost his job. And because the people in Miami were going to have none of that, you have to, you have to, you can't say anything, even somewhat that might be looked at that maybe it's kind of positive about the guy. Well, you know, I kind of, I, I got to say, I think I get, uh, the uh the miami folks rage at that yes because you know he, he you know i don't think you do get to respect um fidel for what he did because he was a fucking criminal he did it at the point of a gun the same way that ho chi minh did it in vietnam or or uh, lenin and his bag of fucking criminals did it uh in uh, bolshevik russia you know there's nothing there's you know if a guy walks in let's say this you know some guy walks into a bank and holds it up and walks out with all the money do you respect him for that? I don't think so. He's a fucking punk. Should have his head blown off. Yeah, um, that's so. You true. know, <laughs> really. You know, I mean, that's not an achievement. That's pretty easy, actually, if you just marshal enough assholes to follow you and do it. So, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of get the Miami folks' uh, uh, outrage. Oh, I do too. I understand the ites, but it's like you don't want to even barely mention anything that could be, and it's like I, you know, he came out of course afterwards it was like hey i don't like the guy i'm just saying that you know i respect his ability to do that i mean it could be like hey you know what i respect hitler because he was a great bookkeeper <laughs> this guy was able to keep track of so many you know yeah it's like everybody has to have some kind of good thing right maybe no possibly I, not know, i guess you know <laughs> i i always i always found you know as you know i'm a fan of of not just serial. Well, I guess you have to be a psycho to be a serial killer. But the more psychotic they are, the more amusing I find them. You know. Yeah, the Charlie and Mansons always, of the world. Charlie. Charlie was always head and shoulders. I mean, he was just the top of the mark as far as psycho killers went. And he was far from the most prolific. Far from it. You know. In fact, they they never really convicted him of killing anybody. But God, he was he was an entertaining son of a bitch. So. <laughs> and I thought it was. I mean, just talking about the bank robbers. I thought it was interesting in one of the final seasons of the show, The Rifleman. I keep mentioning it because I'm watching through the series. So you're binge watching The Rifleman. That's very cool. Yeah, every wow. night, a few episodes. Yeah. And there was one where the marshal goes away and the other guy takes over as marshal that is the um, town blacksmith. And he decides, well, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to make everybody hand their guns in to make this a much safer town. Everybody hand the guns in. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, what you have is three outlaws that come into town that they show them before they're coming into town, having a little powwow by the campfire and like, hey, we should rob the bank. And the one guy's like, well, no, because the whole town, they have a marshal in the whole town will stand up with the marshal. So it's like going into a town that's filled with law enforcement guys because 
all of the citizens will stand up with the marshal. They're all armed. Right. Well, what happens when you dearm the whole town? Then the three assholes who walk in that would have otherwise been gunned down by the whole society that is armed, mm-hmm. they get to run rickshaw. That's pretty funny. It's like you look at today and you go, can we not apply this same logic to what's going on? Well, it's that that's a telltale thing because that the uh, rifleman was probably what from the fifties, I guess, the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, I would get yeah because it's still black say. and white, so they're yeah, yeah. So it's a really old show, but imagine imagine essentially the message of that episode was bro two a. Imagine that coming out of Hollywood today or any time in the last thirty or even forty years. No, 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 guns are bad. Right. Yes, and there was a you could see the little wokeness coming through because right at the end of that there was a little bit where uh you know the youngster is like well you know i imagine a day where this you know can work you know something like that yeah keep dreaming yes yeah, we, we're not <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet we never will because again if the population is unarmed the people that are going to do bad it's like the concept that you can get rid of and this is i think where the left is pushing right now they really believe some of these folks like well, if we could just run the right programs and we can reach out to these people before they commit crimes, then we can cut everything off and it'll be great sure. and we won't have any crime. Well, that's the most basic tenet of Marxism is the denial of human nature. Yes. That, that uh, you know, no, nobody's, nobody's a maniac. No one's a scumbag. No one is, uh, is junk. And that's just not true. There are plenty of junk people walking around the face of the earth that should be, at the very least, uh, locked up. Um, and the other, the other one they deny, they deny is the fact that um, you know, people tend to want to hang on to what they earn, don't they? Yes. Even Moose does. You, know? <laughs> you give him a bone. <laughs> really, you give him a bone, man. That's his bone. <laughs> don't, don't yeah, he's, he's very him. happy when you give him the bone. You try to take it yeah. away five seconds later. Yeah. It's like, no way, dude. He's, no, no, he's not liking that. You know? And that's just the way people are hardwired. But uh, you know, the lefties, uh, they deny that. So. And of course, I wanted to bring a little more rage inducing David Pakman, man. He is my new hate. Oh, listen, this guy, he's like Keith, uh, Keith, the second with you. huh? Yeah, he's getting under my skin because <laughs> it's a it's such a different way of putting the same kind of crap out there that Keith does, except he's doing it in a much more calm way and pretending like he's the intellectual where Keith can't even pretend to be the intellectual. No, he's a foam at the mouth. Yeah. But they both have the exact same worldview, which is kind of scary. Just about every single day. We are seeing more instances of Republicans asked super simple questions about what is now a formal impeachment inquiry against President Joe Biden. And it basically goes the exact same way every time. Here's Nancy Mace being interviewed by. Maria Bartiromo. Can you identify any actual policy decisions that Joe Biden has made in, in response to getting paid for those policy changes? Well, we'll have to. That'll be part of the investigation. Can you- that'll be part of the investigation. What evidence do you have that he committed a high crime or misdemeanor? Well, you know, we're struggling to get the evidence because we don't have an impeachment inquiry. We need the power of the impeachment inquiry to find it. It's called a fishing expedition. That's what this is fundamentally at the end of the day. At the end of the day. No, no, it is not. (laughs) A fishing expedition would be what they did to Donald Trump. 
where there was no evidence or there was made up evidence. In the case of the Biden crime family, there's a paper trail and millions of dollars that are at question here. Of course. And the questions have been asked, where did the money come from? If the Biden family could come right out and say, well, this money came from here and it can be verified, then all of this goes away. But when there's millions of dollars flowing through Jim Biden, Hunter Biden up to Joe, and we know that Hunter Biden got millions of dollars from Burisma and mm-hmm. the what the mayor of Rush, Moscow, I think his wife or something gave him a million dollars and everybody's getting him money. Everyone. There was How money from China. Him? Yeah. Did you send him any money? I bet you did. No, you didn't. No. What should we? Should we send Hunter <laughs> some money? Maybe we should. Yeah. yeah go fund him. Fund me for him. They actually prosecute him. Yeah. Like, dude, we know you're <laughs> running out of cocaine and hookers. So, yeah. Yeah. can't have that but it's like this yeah. is he correctly stated i'll give pacman this you correctly state that this is an impeachment inquiry this is not articles of impeachment those are two different things yeah an impeachment inquiry is opening up an investigation so why are you so afraid that they're opening an investigation and to be yeah. like well do you have any proof well no that's part of this well what do you mean that's part of this well this is the investigation so this, of course, this is part of the, it's like, no, we don't have this. We see something in this case, money, lots of money. There are questions. This isn't like, well, we want to get Joe on something. Let's just start throwing things at the wall. No, this is fairly specific. Very specific. Yeah. So this concept that like, well, we, this is just a fishing expedition lie. Sure. And increasingly, I'm glad that there are some Democrats who are willing to say this is all just to try to help Trump in 2024. That's fundamentally what this is about. Eric, so you mean the whole thing you're doing to Trump is not to help Joe Biden in, in 2024? That this what they've been doing to Donald Trump for the last three years? Let's forget even the four years before that. Oh, yeah. But that that's not to help the Democrats win the next time what they've been doing to Donald Trump. Right, Davey? Rick Swalwell said it to me during an interview last week, and he said it. He's quoting Swalwell. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, you got to quote somebody, I guess. Yeah, really. Again, yesterday on the floor of the House of Representatives during debate about this. Take a look at this. Problem is they have zero evidence. The only crime is that Joe Biden blew out Donald Trump in the 2020 election. And that's a problem because this place is the largest law firm in D.C. with these lawyers working on behalf of just one client, Donald Trump, at the expense of everything else that matters. This increasingly and obviously and brazenly and pathetically seems to be the case. Republicans are recognizing, listen. If we have a rematch of 2020, which they know Trump lost, right? Maybe there's a handful that you can find who think Trump won in 2020. But all of our inside sources say Republicans know Trump lost. They just are playing coy with all this voter fraud stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of our inside (laughs) sources. I love that. Our inside sources. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'll, I'll give you this. Inside sources are better than anonymous sources, but they're the same. Yes, they are. Do we have inside sources here on Planet Rage besides? Oh, yeah. We got shitloads. Digi guru. Hang on. I'm going to pull one out of my ass right now. Okay. There you go. There it is. There's my an inside, inside source. source. 
It's like a Chinese fortune. My ass is like a Chinese fortune cookie. Can't get more inside source than that. Exactly. You've got Republicans now in mid-December, about to be the holiday break. Then we will have the first Republican primary votes in January. I mean, it's now. The election is now. Republicans are recognizing, okay, let's think about this. Biden beat Trump in 2020. The popular vote margin was monstrous. Okay, on Electoral College, if a few states went a little bit differently, then it goes to Trump. Now, this is going to be good. Listen very closely for David Pakman's take on the state of the country right now. I'm listening. But we have a fine economy. They know it. Stock market record high. We'll talk about that later. Unemployment, historic lows for sustained period of time. Wage growth, uh, GDP up, uh, um, uh, inflation down. Right? They, they know it. They see it. They know the history. They know we can say Biden's old as much as we want, but they know the history that incumbent presidents tend to get reelected when the economy is this stable. And they realize that voters are going to go to the polls and they're going to say, OK, are we going to vote for the guy who already lost to Biden and is facing 91 felony charges and was impeached twice? Or are we going to vote for the guy who wasn't indicted for anything, who wasn't impeached for anything and has a stable economy. So one, is the economy stable? I mean, am I, am I just high and I'm missing something here with the economy? Yeah. 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 And then if I don't know if you checked less gas is a, is a buck 25 a gallon. Magically coming down. (laughs) Magically gas coming down. I want to see what the, uh, what the, what's left of that strategic oil supply right now. Don't you? Well, and I think yeah. they've also gone into extra high production because they yes, knew. They know, of course. But I'm not seeing this on the news. I have yet to see MSNBC, CNN, any of these big sure. Biden backing sources go, hey, Biden administration ramping up all of the gas and oil production. Sure. Yeah. It's magically just coming down. Although food prices not coming down. Not a bit. No Grocery sir. bills very high very high and that is hitting people every week because people have to eat but this is just the insanity of like well unemployment is great and the economy is great it's like you're freaking high i mean the funniest thing is him to bring in that that fucking bogus idiot swallow well yes as kind of a corroborator you know mr fang fang banging a chinese spy i mean (laughs) you can't make this shit up you really can't well and in order to just try to get through you know, what he's saying about Donald Trump, like, well, he was uh, in, it was impeached twice. Like, well, Biden could be very close to being impeached once. Is that going to take you off the Biden train? Because what does that really mean? Well, that's why I've been in favor of, that, favor of that all along. I think they should have impeached him weekly, really, because think of the intellect of the average voter, you know, soundbite decisions. They have no depth of knowledge of anything. And, you know, you know yeah, you know, look, he's been, he's been impeached 47 times. OK, I'll take Trump. Only I know, 15. right? Yeah, he was guy. only that's, impeached that's the twice. Exactly. That's the way people think, you know, so they, they've got to. It would make sense you know, sure. because this is what's being thrown out. None of it really means anything. People just straight no. out lie. Oh, the economy is great. Why would anybody want to change what right. Joe Biden has done? It's like, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. It's like any even. Ra- I don't even understand where a rational Democrat could listen to this guy because i don't think rational democrats believe that the economy is great are there any rational democrats i i can't think of any i think there have to be where i think there have to be that aren't totally on the uh 
I mean, they're probably not talking because they're also afraid of being canceled. Hmm. But I think there have to be enough that are like, this is going a little too far. Or when somebody is going to sit there and tell me, I mean, this is why I barely don't have any news sources that I can go to, because once a news source gives me something that I find out is utter and complete crap, I just can't go back and believe anything they say. And it doesn't matter if it's the right leaning Breitbart's or the blaze, or if it's the left leaning MSNBC, like you get the same chance. And once it's like, Hey, you're over the top, you know, with this guy, it's like, Oh no, the economy is great. Like you're high. I mean, (laughs) a rational Democrat pundit would be like, Hey, yeah, Joe's got problems. You know, the economy's had some issues. This, you know, they make excuses that, well, it's because of Russia. Remember when uh, the food prices were Putin's fault? Putin's price hikes. Yes. Yes. What happened to that? I don't know. Why isn't isn't he hiking them right now? Putin's still around. Looks looks pretty good. Looks pretty healthy, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah, remember he was. What happened to those? Yeah, he was. The walls were closing in, Larry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The walls are closing in. Putin is never going to make it. Mm Mm-hmm. He's uh, also very ill and he's going to die at any minute, any minute, but not yet. We'll just keep looking at the uh, wire here. Nope. Putin's still alive. (laughs) Sorry about that. And now you've got Tina or Vivek. Where do you want to go? I'm going to say. I'm going to say Vivek. Vivek. That's right. Rhymes with cake. I keep. Yes. Let's go for him because this he's he's doing something that I've been a proponent from of rather for quite some time so. all right you, you bet you broke up a little bit you we got you oh. okay we demand a government that tells us the truth again in this country stop yes that's what yes, we yes. require stop. We- okay little little uh miss misspeak by vivek what do you mean truth again when have they ever told us the truth <laughs> I like this guy, but hey, come on, let's let's get real here. You know, maybe he's talking about make told? America great again. Maybe he thinks maybe Donald that was Trump. okay. All right, I'll go along with that. Okay, then he should get behind the Trump wagon. But go, Uncle Please Ted uh, Nugent was also selling hats that uh, he's selling autographed that say uh, "Elect that motherfucker again." There you go. I like that. Like that seems to be right in the range that we'd like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we require. We can handle the truth. That's what it means to be a citizen of this country. I, mean, I like his delivery. I mean, he's no Jack Nicholson, but I like the delivery. Well, he's good. Yeah, he's good. So I say that on that last debate stage to a bunch of Republicans that are shaking in their boots. These are the things you're not supposed to say in the Republican Party even today. And then you get the mainstream media. You got this character Van Jones on CNN afterwards saying, this is the rise of an American demagogue who's going to live 50 years longer than Trump. This is dangerous. I am shaking. That's what he says. (laughs) Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) At a certain point, just shut the fuck up. Van Jones at CNN. We're done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that needs to happen more and more often because you know what? Van Jones is an asshole. 
And he all but called this guy a Hitler, you know, but it's kind of like a Hitler of the future because he's, he's going to he's already 40. He's going to outlive Trump by 50 years. Wow. He's going to get up there. quick. It's going to be 90. huh? Well, Vivek but, made all of his money in pharmaceuticals, so maybe he will live to like five. Maybe he will. Maybe he's microdosing the, you know, some fountain of youth elixir. But but the point is, um, I admire him for telling him to shut the fuck up. Because fewer and fewer of these people should be treated civilly and with respect because they don't deserve it. They don't treat others with respect to call this guy all but call this guy a Hitler, you know, a demagogue, a fascist, which he did. You know, that's that doesn't deserve a civil, respectful answer that deserves shut the fuck up. And more people need to tell these people to shut the fuck up. They really, really do. From day one on this show. We've made the point that it is not about Donald Trump. Look at anybody that is going to fill Donald Trump's shoes and they're going to get the same response from the media and from the left. Yes. It has nothing to do with they're going to try to tell you, well, Donald Trump is so corrupt. That's why we're going after him. Well, then why are you going after Vivek? Why are you going after DeSantis? Why are you going after anybody that could possibly? beat joey they're all hitlers it's amazing how many hitlers we have isn't it amazing it, it is there's armies of them now yeah it's like well how it doesn't make any sense but then yeah. people don't have common sense anymore true they don't have common sense they sit there and they go oh <laughs> it's sad it really is it's sad but you have to know what they're going to do because they did it to even george bush the younger i know a lot of people don't like george the younger i think he had his moments i mean he was not perfect obviously didn't know where those weapons of mass destruction was but he was fed a lot of information from a lot of i mean it was as you pointed out on one show it was uh, colin powell with yes. the the uh, uh what do you call it powerpoint from hell the fisher price powerpoint uh-huh yeah here here are they and George yeah. Bush is like, all right, yeah, go get him. But I appreciated his uh, his actions in in some of the way. I mean, after nine eleven, when he came out to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium, I'm assuming that there was some danger involved in that. I mean, I know he had like a flak jacket on and everything underneath. Yeah. Oh, I you know what? Bush had some sack. You know, yeah. I'm not a fan of him. I am not a fan of Bush. Um, but I don't revile him like I do Joey. Um, I could never call Bush a coward. Yeah, he he did throw out the pitch. He, uh, um, you know, he stood on that. That was still pretty pretty toxic territory standing down by the World Trade Towers. Yes, still smoldering as if so many people have unfortunately discovered. You know, many years after the fact. Yeah, there's a lot um, of cancer and bad things yeah. going on. You know, and I can remember watching him. Uh, he was at a podium with some guy in the Middle East and somebody winged his shoe at him. Right. And he very adroitly ducked and laughed about it. You know, and that had been Joey. Joey had been running to the arms of his security <laughs> apes. You know, get me the fuck out of here. Where's my, where's my chopper? You know, they hate me. Bush didn't give a fuck. You know, he, he's, you could not call him a pussy. Okay. Kind of often misguided, guided, whatever. Not terribly articulate. Um, but, you know, I, don't, I didn't like his policies, but I didn't dislike bush the man you know but i I really do dislike joey (laughs) yes and i think uh bush the younger learned from bush the older people are gonna make fun of you they're gonna make fun of the way you talk and of course they are if you lean into it that's why i loved 
that Dana Carvey became friends with Bush the Elder. Yeah. After doing probably the greatest impersonation of him that anybody ever did. Yes. And that they would, you know, meet in the White House and he would have him out. I mean, I just thought that was great. Like, okay, yeah, you're you're good yeah. at what you do. You know, you're good at yeah. doing my voice. And that'd be great. George, I could just imagine George Bush the elder, like, come on, do me. Do that. Come on, right. do the thing. Sure. Of course. It's it's great flattery, really. Yeah, do you think Joey would think so though? No. No, 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 no. That would be that would be horrible. And if it was a white guy doing Obama, then it would be racist. Yeah. So, so many rules that we have in today's there, society now who, who can keep track really? uh, not me that's the problem that's why people listen to planet rage like i don't want any of these rules no, we don't. say the things people are afraid to say that's what we figured out thanks to our buddy bandrew we love bandrew and uh, i was so oh, i was like wow i just before that last show that we did mm-hmm. uh, most of the time and i didn't today because of the the dishwasher guy but part of my monday morning routine would be to watch Andrew's show from Saturday or from Sunday that he releases on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. And then if there's anything good, I get to put it into Planet Rage. And then I didn't do that last week. And I'm watching it like literally right after well, Planet Rage was going through the filter so it can sound all good. Mm-hmm. I'm riding the recumbent bike and I'm watching Bandrew and the whole bit comes up that I linked to. I'm sure you saw where it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, breaking news. It was fantastic. It was everybody needs to subscribe to Bandrew's channel on youtube everyone it is yeah. delightful it and is. it's like oh, what, what, you know his whole proof of like well i can show you where you say the things you're not supposed to say like carjack bandrew <laughs> carjack bandrew <now. laughs> yeah. i like, mean wait. that would get us thrown off most social media thing platforms you know we're advocating crime or violence or whatever you know it's like we were kidding nobody knows kidding, bandrew and if you know bandrew i mean why would you carjack him yeah, really. We didn't even know what if he drives something worth carjacking. I hope for him it's like, uh, you know, a, a, a Ben's G-Wagon or something. But who knows? <laughs> I don't know. It could be like an 86 Volvo. You don't know. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Gets you from point A to point B. Yeah. But it's a great podcast. And I'm just like, oh, I would have put that in the last show. But thank you. I mean, it's flattery when a show ends. I've got to send him some Christmas tidings. Because when somebody's yeah. doing a video show and all of a sudden, they interrupt it and then your big planet rage logo is up and he's like yeah. planet rage he's such a pro because he's not like i was just listening to this show planet rage he's like i was listening to planet rage dot show yeah like that's right although you know maybe people don't know that dot show is a url but i think some do some do they're learning it yeah no and bandry's such a cool guy i reached out to him maybe a couple of years ago on behalf of my daughter who's a wonderful uh, musician singer and she was doing these videos and you, you know how it has been Darren doing the straight on camera audio is never optimal no it is and not so it's not and so you know i just sent him a little something you know a message or email or something say what do you recommend and holy shit um within a day he's done an entire fucking show about exactly that topic and said this is for my pal larry and his daughter you know, I was like, holy, it doesn't get, get, doesn't get any better than that. You know, and of course, the device he recommended was perfection for only a couple hundred bucks. So, uh, is great. He's terrific. He knows his stuff. He does. Now, you've got Tina on masks. I mean, this ought to be good. Yes, this is. This is something that I wasn't aware of, apparently. Um, you know, it is flu season again. And a lot of kids are, well, you know what? You can hear Tina explain it in her inimitable way. 
So as I sit here at this red light thinking about children and these viruses that are going around like a fucking rampage that these kids just keep getting sick and sick and sick and sick and their fevers aren't lasting two and three days they're lasting ten days all these different viruses you want to know why? because you masked our kids through COVID and you didn't let their natural immune system build up and that's why all these kids and all these fucking viruses are going around rampant that's why you can call it what you want but it's the fucking truth okay that's why I used to drive around and I used to fight about unmasking our children you destroyed their immune systems, okay, with the fucking mask. There, I said it, motherfucker. Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's great to hear back, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, she's running again because it's every two years for that scene out there, it's right? It's about due, right? Yeah, yeah. But she's not wrong. You know, it's absolutely true. I've heard this m- many, many times that these kids are far more vulnerable to infection now because their immune systems were suppressed by masks. Well, it makes perfect sense. Well, yeah, things were made worse. That's what you're seeing. from legitimate studies now this isn't just oh well it's the far right wackos it's you know the very small amount now that more and more data is being parsed and that can always be a dangerous thing Mm -hmm. it turns out that masks have overall a negative effect and that could just again be because our bodies were not meant to have a barrier right in front of their face that is keeping things there all day of course not because it wasn't like people were switching their masks, especially the people that had the store-bought cloth you know the reusable masks yeah people were wearing those for days at a time yes it's disgusting like, uh-huh it's like uh, you don't want to do that when you don't have any kind of illness but when you do right. and you're seeing more and more now and i don't know is it because of vaccines it could be is could it be. just because there are more harsh flus is because the flu is melding with whatever covid19 was what's rsv where does that fit in but we're seeing a lot more that as she pointed out here rather than being sick for a day or two people are being sick for extended periods of time Mm -hmm. the coughs i think that used to last a week or two are now lasting a couple of months yeah and why that is i don't know i'm not a doctor i'm not going to pretend that I know why, but it seems like this is a much higher percentage of this kind of stuff going on, at least from what Let, is being reported. Let's ask Jill Biden because she is a doctor. Yes, she has told us again. She'll, she'll have the answer. Joey told us to mask up no matter what, no matter what. <laughs> now, the one place I would say that people should mask up is if you think you got the flu and you have to go out and you have a mask, by all means, put one on and keep your crap from spreading outward yeah. to other people. That's polite. Or just stay the fuck home. If you can, yes. That's always, yes. no matter what, that's always been the common sense answer. Yeah. And a lot of people like my wife who is, you know, just starting to get sick now, it seems maybe, you know, always wants to go into work because I don't feel sick enough. It's like, but see, but that's not really the point on whether you feel sick enough. It could also be that you, if you do have any kind of bug, even a common cold, you don't really want to spread it around to everybody else in the office. Sure. That's part of the deal. It's like, just stay home. But then people feel like, oh, no, I'm being lazy. I'm not, you know, I can oh, work yeah. through it. Everybody wants to have that work ethic, but it's it's true. You know, long before COVID, I can remember being, you know, in offices, whatever, and people 
hacking and snorting and sneezing and stuff. And it's like, geez, you know, really? I know. You know, you're not, there's no, there's no, there will be no bonus in your paycheck this week because you're here. <laughs> there won't. Right. Well, and yeah. And now my wife, she works for the government. So the sick days are plentiful. Are they? I'll bet they are. Well, that's good. Good for her. It's like, you should take those, you know, again, don't, yeah. I, I understand. It's like, I don't want to be the one that feels like people say like, well, you're abusing it. It's like, but you also don't want to be the one that's like, I'm going to be a hero because especially when you work for the government, you know, I mean, what's the point? Sure. Now we have one last clip and it is, I mean, the second half of the, of the Keith Oberman experience. What a band that would have been the Keith Oberman experience. experience. I like that. Yeah. Uh huh. What kind of guitar do you think Keith would play? Like what? You know um, what? I'm, I saw once somebody played once that looked like a toilet seat. Okay. You know, and that kind of would be I like what that. I would the kind of picture Keith with. Uh, when like, I was a kid, they sold these little, I think it was Mattel or Hasbro, you know, guitars. And there was a little crank on the side, like a Jack in a box. And you would turn the crank and it would play, you know, happy birthday or something. I can see Keith with one of those. That might be too cool for him. Maybe. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani vows to testify and prove the election was stolen. But instead, he lies and runs and hides. And Dementia J. Trump vows to testify and prove the trial was rigged. And he lies and runs and hides. Okay. One, Dementia J. Trump. Have you seen Biden? There you go. And the running and hide thing again. Have you seen Hunter Biden? Who literally showed up after being subpoenaed by the house, got onto the steps, talked to the press, and then ran and hid. Yeah. It's amazing how really hypocritical is. this fucker is. <laughs> really? Yeah. As a wave of fear and evasion sweeps through Trump land, the bullies, Trump and Giuliani, foremost among them, prove they can be beaten and they can be broken. Did, you, did anybody see the fear running through Donald Trump? I don't know which magical no, fear this is. I haven't seen that. No. And as the movie line goes, that they're going to need more than one lesson and they're going to get more than one lesson. Plus, Wait a minute. Whoa, stop. What movie line is that? I don't know. I was going to ask you gonna need more than one less all i remember is like we're gonna need a bigger boat for jaws what uh what is that what is that from anybody in the troll room know what is we're gonna need less than what is keith talking about as that big movie line goes mm. you got 95 oh. right now listening live on the street oh, that's a good number that's not bad for the holiday season good thank you folks but uh yeah i don't know what movie line hmm that was and i don't know if keith knows either i think he just makes stuff up he does of course he does and as the movie line goes that they're going to need more than one lesson and they're going to get more than one lesson plus yeah we're going to need more than one lesson they're going to get more than one lesson boats and hose says jay finley no i mean we all need more boats and hose (laughs) i am not sure what uh I mean, Keith might just be imagining. He might be the one with dementia. That wouldn't be hard to believe. It wouldn't be at all hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. You will not believe how bad Vivek Ramaswamy's ratings were on CNN the other night, to say nothing of Charles Barkley's ratings. How could Long Island Republicans ever follow an act like George Santos? Well, to run for the seat he resigned in disgrace, they have selected a registered Democrat whose name is spelled just like Nazi only with an M. 
So we're making fun of just the way people spell their names now. Sure. Yeah. So M A Z I. Well, then that it's it's Mazi with an M. Okay. That must sure. that okay. must yeah that must be the connection <laughs> to the Nazis. What a freaking moron this guy he is. He really is. I mean, call about a you know a stretch. That is a stretch and yeah. a half. Yeah. And Congressman Clay Higgins' ghost buses are back. Only now they're missing. So the ghost buses are now ghost ghost buses. Yeah. Ghost ghost buses. Okay. Is that like, you know, this guy did have a fairly long career as a teleprompter reader. And I would assume that at some point along the line, he may have written his own shit. And you got to think, did some producer ever not go, Keith, what, what the fuck is this asswipe that you want to read in 20 minutes? Get, get this out of here. And, and, and like, hey, hey, uh, you know, Louis, come over here. Write some copy for this fucking jerk off. He doesn't know what he's doing. And that had to have happened. Really, he's terrible. He's so terrible. Yeah, he, like you said, I think he is just a teleprompter reader. Don't know how he originally got the gig. He's got an okay radio voice. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah, sure. But beyond that, mm, I have never heard anything come out of his mouth that I can remember that I was going to go, huh? Yeah, that seems reasonable. And there are Democrat pundits that I've heard that are making the case for their side. And I'll go, well, wow, that's a that's a pretty legitimate point. Keith never does. He can't even play in reality. You know, I've mentioned that before. My buddy, Mike, who uh, was the first one that hired Barack when he got to Chicago, had uh, a few different political conversations with them. And he was a rare Democrat that will actually listen to what you say. Wait a minute. Your friend Mike gave Barack his start in politics. Yeah. Wow. Believe it or not. him Just again, oh. dude, we met at the ballpark. And this is the guy that's uh, very honest, won't take a gift or ticket to anything. Or that's no, that's guy, a different right? guy. That's my buddy, oh, Dave, guy. who oh, is the okay. mayor of a town around here. You know a lot of politicians. I'm starting to worry about you. It was, they're all from uh, sitting in the section that my parents had at the old <laughs> oh. the, the ballpark. Okay. Believe it or not, it's like it's a very interesting little crew, and it turned out to be a very tight-knit group. Yeah. Because you see the same people every sure. game back when you know they had season tickets. So what was this guy's read on young Barack when he hired him to and hired him to do what? He was the one that hired him to, you know, in that whole community organizing community thing. The first, organizing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's mentioned in, uh, he ran up until now he's retired because he's up in age, but he mm-hmm. was one of these guys that head up one of these groups, you know, like one America today or one, you know, something like that. Yeah. And he was one that was behind. And he said a lot of it was misunderstood because when like Glenn Beck and these guys were going crazy about, well, the, the left wants to get rid of your suburban, they, everybody wants to go to the you know 15 minute cities. Yes. He was part of some of that. And he's like, well, this is all overblown. They don't want to get rid of it, but you know, here's what they wanted to get. You could have a rational conversation and he can give you reasons that you go, well, that kind of makes sense. I may not agree with it and how it's going to be funded and everything else. But yeah, I mean, this is one of the you know big bad guys behind the, there was a thing at one point where there was a photo of him with Barack in the white house. That was that, no, it's scrubbed from the internet. Now you can't find it. I mean, it was, 
it was interesting hearing his side of things. And again, it's uh, it's a big world. You never know who you're talking to. Yes. And it's interesting to get both sides. And uh, he was the guy that told me, he's like, yeah, Michelle way smarter than than Barack. Mm. Mm. But he was also the one that showed up at a ball game long before. I mean, this had to be. Well, this had to be now because of where we're at in the, the cycle. This had to be eight years ago that he showed up to the ballpark wearing a Trump Make America Great Again cap. Oh, wow. He knew Trump was not going to have any problem with Hillary. So I'm not saying everything's fixed, but he was already predicting that Hillary had no chance. So what's he saying now for this coming? I don't know. He moved to Arizona. I need, I should actually oh, be like, like, how you doing, Mike? <laughs> we need to chat. I want to know what's going on for the next, uh, yeah. the next cycle. Cause he seemed to know he knew Trump. Hmm. He knew Trump was the one coming in. Yeah. And again, not saying everything's fixed, but I think a lot of people are feeling like, Everything's fixed, whether it's, you know, Trump, everybody wants to go and they focus on the last election that everything was fixed. It's like, but what if it's always been fixed? Yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah, that's why people listen to our show for these kind of hot takes. Yes, they are smoking hot. Planet Rage is a value for value show, and we have a few people to thank for today. And it's very much appreciated, including coming in. Number one, Dame Slay Me again. She came in last week, I think with 20 bucks as her monthly. She came in with 50 and says, Merry fucking Christmas to Darren, Larry, and all the denizens of planet fucking rage. Dame Slamey, queen of the rage off. She was wonderful. Yes, absolutely. And she sent in some audio that we'll be using on our uh, our special episode. Oh, cool. Which will be nice. That'll be a little Christmassy. I hope we were wanting something since next Monday is Christmas Day. Yeah. That we'd have something to release somewhere in that Christmas and New Year's range. So it's yeah. appreciated. Both Dame Slamey and Dame Jennifer Weeda came in Jennifer. with not like nine minutes of retail rage, which again, wow. I appreciate anybody doing the work for me. That's a it's a beautiful thing. So they're two fantastic ladies. I'm big fans of both of them. They're wonderful. The dames always come in strong. They do. The guys are like totally dropping the ball. <laughs> Step it up, guys. Uh huh. Exactly. Joe Heishman is. Uh, he comes in with thirty three, thirty three. This name seems new to me. I don't it know. Does, if you, it does seem new. Yeah. Joe Heishman. A trophy after a football trophy. Right? No, <laughs> the Heisman. You're right. Same very. Okay. Is that? Am I misspelling there? Am I missaying that? Maybe it is Heisman. H-E-I-C-H-M-A-N. Well, it sounds like you have it right, but you never know. He says, love you guys. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas, Joe. Yes. And thank you. Thank you. Back to the dames. Dame Kenny Ben. Kendra. Ah, Kendra. Coming in with $25. Planet Rage. Merry Christmas. Darren and Larry. X-O-X-O from Kendra. It is appreciated. Thank you. Another dame who just knows her way around the art and knows her way. I mean, obviously, if she's listening yeah. to Planet Rage, knows her way around a little rage. Oh, yeah. I got to meet her at uh, two meetups ago here, and she was just uh, a total charmer. Dame Kenny Ben. She's wonderful. Yes. Our buddy Tim Hazel coming in with his monthly $10. That is appreciated. Thank you, Tim. And uh, new, I think this is five bucks for this show. It's our buddy, No Beret. You know him from No Agenda Social. Well, I know him as No Parade. No Parade, right. Yes. No more parades. 
That's one of the, you don't let Google tell you what you're saying, because that's what you get. Yes, his subtitle is Mr. Mopar, and uh, actually kind of keeper of the brunette pointy chick file as well, or archive. He's he's pretty impressive in those regards. Somebody's (laughs) got to do it. Yeah. No beret with the five bucks. He says 10 bucks is 10 bucks. A keep rolling with random thoughts and planet raid. So I was assuming he was splitting those up. Cool. If not, then let me know. But you should also go over to that Larry show.com where Larry just celebrated seven years of podcasting. Excellence. Indeed. It Thank was, you. And if no, if no other reason to listen to the, the, the episode that was just posted that late again, last Friday, you need to hear just for, Darren's fantastic uh, uh, video file, uh, I'm sorry, audio file he sent, which is included in that. It was just mind-blowing, and I was very, uh, very proud and touched by what the big man said. So, And I liked hearing Tom Tomsky. Wasn't that great? The kids singing, singing <laughs> congratulations in Dutch. Uh-huh. So cool, man. Wow. So, so I guess you can technically, technically say my, my show is very international. Oh, absolutely. There. <laughs> apps all over the globe you never all know over. yeah hey as i'm sure uh, you do the same every now and then and not, not often but maybe every six months i look at the server logs and see the locations where the traffic is coming from and i know it's not perfect right but there's some crazy areas isn't of the it, world that seem to be downloading episodes isn't it wild that always blows my mind yeah it really does well, yeah, because we grew up and it was like, well, okay, if we could do a little pirate radio thing, you hope to maybe get a mile away from the house or if that yeah, if a few blocks, a, even like a zip code or two away, that would be really big time. Yeah, you're right. But now it's like, wow, we're talking into microphones and people all around the globe yeah. are able to hear it. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to hear from people all over the place. It is. There were some boostograms as well, including our buddy CSB. Whoa, he said he wasn't coming back till the new year. Well, he, thank you, lies, he lies, he lies, he <laughs> lies, he lies. First, he came in with 3333 and says, Merry Christmas, leprechauns. Yo, yo. And just like when he uh, he sent something in the other day to uh, unrelenting and he didn't even mention www.csb.lol. So this wasn't even an ad. Wow. But then he had a second boostagram that came in here. I got to pull this one up. And this was another 3333, and he is looking for your services, believe it or not. He says, Darren, please ask Larry if he could teach me to enunciate in deep voice, all caps, <laughs> and how much he would ask for one hour tutoring via Jitsi. Yo, CSB, I think, I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I mean, that could just be entertaining in itself, just talking to CSB for an hour. <laughs> it's like, you might want to pay him. It's like, this is good stuff. Well, really? Good Lord, I, gee, I couldn't have having the foggiest, <laughs> you know, I had to do that. I mean, I can, I mean, there's one thing, syllables and phonetics, and that's, you know, pretty standard, but, uh, you know, changing the timbre of your voice. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, a couple of months of uh, hard whiskey and a few cartons of cigarettes. Cigarettes and whiskey, uh, right. That might do have some effect. It'll add a little gravel right to your voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then our buddy NetNet came in with 20,000 Satoshis. Oh, right. just says merry christmas and yeah that's coming in from detroit so that's real hardcore satoshis Mm. and then on the streaming again we had rock and roll break cart coming in and dale jr still doing his hundred satoshis a minute and that is oh boy that's why we just keep making the shows longer so we can make more (laughs) the longer the show is the better off those streaming satoshis are thank you dale jr and rock and roll thank you but if you want to help us 
keep this show going, go over to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. You can click that PayPal button for a one time or monthly donation. You can do the QR codes if or wallet addresses. If you want to do the crypto thing, you can go the podcasting 2.0 route. Love that. Get the Satoshi's new podcast apps dot com and we do have a p.o box although i'm noticing i don't know how your p.o box is working lately and if you have the same service where they send you an image of what's coming to your p.o box that day i don't you know my wife has that she gets that for the regular the, the mailbox and my p.o box i guess i probably could have signed up for that but i'm such a luddite dope i didn't so what are you seeing Darry? you see did you see like a anthrax and an envelope or no i'm seeing bomb? i'm <laughs> seeing envelopes that never exist really which never show up at the p.o box it's very concerning there have been a few Ooh. recently and i'm going to see if they eventually show up because i'm guessing if they go into the wrong box if people are like me you know you might only show up at the p.o box once every week or two or three sure yeah and if it goes into the wrong box next to your box then i don't know how long it's going to take for that to shit but there have been a few of them that's like i know somebody one of them was a christmas card that was addressed to bemrose unless somebody went we don't know who fucking bemrose is (laughs) maybe that's why that that one disappeared (laughs) wait a minute are rechristening him it's no longer fabulous bemrose now it's fucking Fucking bemrose right i thought i had that that (laughs) moniker locked up fucking larry what are you doing maybe it's fabulous fucking bemrose no that's it there you go or is it fucking fabulous bemrose it's one of those (laughs) it's the alliteration work but it's very weird now i'm like now i want to sign up and at first I was always like, well, why would I want this for my home address? But now I'm like, this is a new game of like, what mail yeah. am I not getting that makes it so close? Because I thought that these things, when it comes in with the photo, I mean, I don't know exactly where the photos are being taken at what part of the, yeah. of the sorting, but I always thought it was like right when they're getting, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong that it's not when it's at the PO box, but usually when it's the photo was there. It was there that day. So if I got a photo in the morning in the email, it was usually there when going to check the mail that day. So I don't know if this is just a process that's taking longer, but there have been some that have been days ago that didn't show up. So your mileage will always vary when sending things in the USPS. Sometimes you get lucky. I mean, I ordered a a Springsteen box set. My mom's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know. And it was like a hundred bucks cheaper on eBay than it was on Amazon. Mm. And it was shipped out media mail and it showed up in like two or three days. And I've had media mail come from the North part of Chicago that took weeks. So sure. You never know. It's you're always taking things into your, you know, it's, it's always something the Satoshi's could drop somewhere crypto. You never know if it gets there, but I'm starting to believe that the post office route is getting worse and worse than, (laughs) than any other at this point <laughs> yeah so don't send cash that's the I, mean, I guess as long as you're sending checks or a money order that if it doesn't go through you yeah. because i had to do that the other day i found it dropped into a box somehow our buddy chewed a kooky who was coming in with like 50 dollars a month across all my shows for a while and i found an unopened check in a box that obviously just like fell into that it was like a year old and i'm like just make sure your bank credited you back for it because a lot of them now don't wait for it to be cashed they're like well we 
created the check. We sent it out auto bill pay. So it deletes that, you know, it takes the money out of your account. But it's like if that check is never cashed, got to make sure that money's going back in. Because how would you know? Yeah. How would you know? Shit. You got to watch all this stuff. It's a lot of moving parts. There are. I do like cash, though. I tell you, I'll roll the dice. Something about a greenback in an envelope just thrills me. Yeah, well, it's, it's beautiful. You're like, <laughs> you kind of like feel like you're in one of those movies and you're looking around like, hey. Yeah. You feel like a uh, a true spy of the world or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It's like it's a money gotta, drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Just send it probably uh, with some way that you can track. So, I mean, if you're going to send yeah. a, a nice uh, stack of hundies mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, that Larry show or random thoughts or planet rage, just do it, you know, where it's a trackable mail. That's all. Yeah. You know, tracking number on it, but I would love to find like a little gym bag in my PO box and you know, stuffed with the pens. <laughs> that would be, that'd be really cool. That would Okay. So you're like, this is now the new retirement. Like there's a package and it's like a large duffel bag just filled with cash. Somebody asked me uh, a long time ago what, uh, you know, I always thought there was like a big disparity between friendship in, in California and in New York or the East coast. And strangely, people in California will call anybody their friend, like the guy that, uh, you know, you meet at the supermarket counter or the, you know, it's like, no, that's an acquaintance, but that's not your friend. And this guy said to me, what do you think is a friend? You know, and I said, well, in New York, a friend is a guy that you call up and you say, hey, man, meet me on the entrance ramp of the uh, 495 at 2 a.m. with 25 grand in a gym bag. And don't ask me why. (laughs) If they say, okay, that qualifies. That's a friend. That's a friend. Yeah. And then they actually have to show up with the said money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that That is a vital part of that. Yeah. So this is what we need to consider. All of you friends would be 25,000 in a gym bag. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you where to wait. Larry will just drive up in a nice old caddy or something like that. Hand out the window. <laughs> no, you go, Darren. You're the big guy. Nobody's going to screw with you. <laughs> You get the size. Hey, well, I'll Ch- help you count it, though. Right. And then, well, for Chicago, it doesn't matter size. It's the size of your body. No, the size of your yeah, firearm. Yes. That's you're right. That's you're right. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's so the true. way to go. Do you know what's coming up this week on that? Larry, is there a La- that Larry show? You taking a hiatus after that I, as well? I do. I'm going to do every year. I always do a Christmas show. And um, this one is uh, there's a, it's the uh, the legend of larry's big blue star and uh, i don't think i've told this story before and um you know i think it's something you're gonna like if you like it's it's sort of a it's a an homage to the uh the star of bethlehem and i tried to build one of my own and so that's that's what it's about yes and that that will drop wednesday because it's it's about it's mostly already done so i have no excuse other than i stub my toe or something that is the that is the best podcasters trick had him in the can first stub my toe (laughs) you never know it could happen it could happen it could you can get laryngitis what about you you and randomthoughts.com darren what do you got they are always random it's just a question of when all right tomorrow or wednesday and then uh, as we move into next week with christmas and then new year's I would assume that means our next live show for all those in the troll room that are trolling along would be on the 8th of January. Correct. So that's our, that's our next uh, get together for planet rage is January 8th. Correct. 
Yes, the next live. Okay. Now, if gotcha. we if we want to put that other show together, I mean, we still got some time this week. Whatever you want to do, I'm good. But yeah, I think that's we we needed we needed Christmas off. We're not we're not Curry and Dvorak. We don't we don't work on Christmas. No, and the and the amount of cash coming in isn't Curry and Dvorak like either. <laughs> so I mean, here, well, let's Larry, hope for that gym bag. You right, know, we'll here, see, we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> Larry and I have now set the bar that if somebody wants to donate twenty five thousand, we will do a show on Christmas. We will, and on an exit ramp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, right there with you. Right there. <laughs> it's like we need a good Wi-Fi. We need one of them uh, good we cell coverage. Doing pot, yeah, bringing you private rage live from a. <laughs> See, that's that's hardcore. Yeah, even no agenda can't do that. That would be fresh, really. That would that would probably make the mainstream media. Two guys, <laughs> two guys do a a podcast for twenty five grand at two a.m. on an entrance ramp. Yeah, you got to be safe. Hopefully, yeah. we might have to go somewhere warm though, because it's going to yeah. get cold pretty yeah. quick. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be cold pretty quick. So maybe we have to go to like Belize or something to do that. I'm good with that. Yeah. Mm. But Merry Christmas to you, Larry, and everybody. All y'all you, Rangers. Darren. Yeah. And all of our wonderful friends out there. So nice. Really is. Yeah. Thank you for supporting the show and uh, continue the rage. Yes. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit!